we go through life, we, we encounter experiences that our body can process and handle. We encounter other, pro other experiences that our body just doesn't know what to do with it. And so what happens is, is we store it as tension in the body. And mm -hmm. it's basically when I look at, when I look at the subluxation, which is what we're adjusting in chiropractic, which if you want to break that word down, sub means less than, lux means light, Asian is a condition of, so it's a condition of less light, a condition of less life in the body. And it's the body's response uh, to oh, like, oh, I'm not able to really handle this right now. So I'm just gonna put a little drop pin there, just like your phone to remember a map point so I can remember it for when I'm ready to process it later. So it's the body's wisdom in storing this. However, what happens is we keep, you know, we keep breathing and moving and parenting and doing all the things. And then these patterns continue to develop and then they layer upon one another over time. And that creates chaos in the body. And so that chaos leads to disease. You are listening to the ultimate biohack for women, a movement of women who know what they want and go get it. You know, the answers lie within reach in and grab hold. This is a movement a movement of women who tune in and turn their cells on. Now you're biohacking the woman's way, integrating the art and science of hacking your biology like a woman. Tap your magic, conjure your yes, upgrade, elevate, maximize your potential. I'm Dr. Brandy Victory, and this is a movement, a movement that is sure to hack your soul. Hey, sexy soul sisters. I am so excited. I've got another extraordinary interview today. I am bringing forth these two beautiful people, doctors Andrea and Ryan Schrock. They actually own a chiropractic studio called Life Alive. And um, Andrea actually was in, in the corporate world and she turned chiropractor and she's on a mission to share her truth and transparency and health and healing with the world after her own powerful healing experience changed her life forever. So we're gonna hear a little bit about that. And Ryan aims to empower and impact the lives he touches through exception, exceptional chiropractic care and lifestyle education. He's a Webster certified chiropractor and, and he's gonna tell you a little bit more about that, what, what that is. It's a wonderful technique and it addresses pregnant mothers and helps them maintain their function and health. The maternal instinct is the mom's supernatural power, as Ryan says, and it must be respected and used. So, oh my goodness. Welcome, you two, to the show. Thank you. Thanks, Brandy. We're glad to be here. Yeah, so so welcome. Uh, you know, I'm really happy you're here because, well, first of all, we, we don't know each other all that well. And it was when we first met each other through a friend, it was like, wow, boom, connection. And a lot of it probably is we're in the same line of work. But the reality is I know a lot of chiropractors and I don't necessarily have the same vibe with all chiropractors that, that I fit sense with us. And I think that is because you guys bring so much to the world. You bring so much, um, it's like an expanded version, an expanded understanding of chiropractic. And I cannot wait till you get into the conversation around it. Because like I tell people, uh, you know, people are, oh, you're a chiropractor. I'm like, well, chiropractic's a tool in my tool belt. 
And I know for you, you two, you just have so much that you're bringing from the quantum field, from light therapy, from all the different uh, esoteric practices uh, that I'm really excited to share with my, with my ladies, plus just the extraordinary journey that you two have been on to get here. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much. Yeah. I, I really felt the same way when we met in our office that day. It was just like this instantaneous uh, feeling. And I feel the same way about your work and everything that I learned about what you're up to. And so it's so exciting uh, from our perspective, too, when we can connect with other people that are on a similar path in that way. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And if, you know, if you would just kind of, you know, here's the thing, there's not a lot of people, I don't care what practice you're in, there's not a lot of people who can stump me with their work. Like I get energetics and I get quantum theory and practice and all that stuff pretty well. Not that I don't have a lot to learn, but there's rarely someone who can stump me with their work. But I'm telling you, Andrea, when, when uh, you put your hands on me and did that work, I was like, whoa, that was so cool. What did you just do? I have no idea what you did. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Oh, I would love to. Thank you. So, yeah. So I used an approach called biogeometric integration. It was developed by Dr. Sue Brown, who has since passed, and she was brilliant. Unfortunately, I never got to meet her because I started learning this work shortly after she passed away. But she basically discovered that just like in nature, when we, we see geometry in nature, we see it in leaves and snowflakes and, you know, just look around, you see geometry everywhere. Well, just the same, we have a geometry in our body. And so as she was adjusting people, she would notice these patterns. And she was also a mathematician. Prior to becoming a chiropractor, she wanted to be, I think, a marine biologist. And she was just brilliant. And so because of the person that she was, she had this just relentless focus on analyzing and documenting the patterns that she would find. And so she would notice that whenever she would feel a certain sensation in one part of the body, she would feel it in another part of the body and she would pattern all this out. Well, she ended up discovering this geometry and she discovered it on the posterior. So on the back side of the body, on the anterior, on the front side of the body, how they connect in the sagittal plane, we call it, and then in how we move in space. And she brought it to the chiropractic community. And so I was really blessed to go to a school where we were brought a lot of these different kinds of approaches, both in the program and then also other chiropractors that would come and share through seminars. And I spent a lot of time in chiropractic school learning the geometry and then learning it's basically it's an analysis so it's not a a technique we say because you can use it with with any approach um, somebody might do it and use a lot of lighter contacts somebody somebody else might do it and have a lot of more traditional what we say osseous force inputs in the body would which look like more traditional chiropractic adjusting it can be with a with a tool you can use a whole different you know toolbox of of adjusting methods but what's always true is that the geometry is there and and so when i'm adjusting somebody i feel for 
it, basically what happens is when we go through life, we, we encounter experiences that our body can process and handle. We encounter other, pro, other experiences that our body just doesn't know what to do with it. And so what happens is, is we store it as tension in the body. And mm. it's basically what I look at when I look at the subluxation, which is what we're adjusting in chiropractic, which if you want to break that word down, sub means less than, lux means light, Asian is a condition of, so it's a condition of less light, a condition of less life in the body. And it's the body's response uh, to oh, like, oh, I'm not able to really handle this right now. So I'm just going to put a little drop pin there, just like your phone to remember a map point so I can remember it for when I'm ready to process it later. So it's the body's wisdom in storing this. However, what happens is we keep you know, we keep breathing and moving and parenting and doing all the things. And then these patterns continue to develop and then they layer upon one another over time. And that creates chaos in the body. And so that chaos leads to disease. And so when I'm adjusting, I look for these patterns, which are like tension tracks that go through the body. And there's different areas of rapport where I can access them. And so that's essentially what I'm doing. I love that. Okay. So just to summarize, it sounds like you're following the natural wisdom of the body, the natural geometry of the body, looking for where tension's being held in the geometrics of the body, or maybe that shows up in the muscles or the nervous system, and then going through a process to help release that so that the geometry is aligned. Does that feel true? Yeah. So basically, yes. So I'm helping to release these patterns. Yeah, exactly. So that their body can just express its, but what happens is when we adjust, when we do, when we adjust these patterns, the, there is this theory that Sue Brown came up with. That's the potential energy theory of subluxation. And so through this adjusting process, it's not just that we're adjusting it and then the body goes back it's we're adjusting it and then you move forward and you learn, grow and evolve as a human being. So we're processing that thing that you weren't ready to process quite yet. And now we're stepping into a more complex version of a person. And so while the body might be more aligned, it's also, there's also a lot more depth associated with it from just a, human development standpoint and in, in who they are as a person. Mm. Mm. Love that. Love that. And, you know, I mean, as we've talked about before, our, our ladies who listen to this show, they're, as a general rule, they're about like really stepping into their greatness. And I love that we're able to share this. And I just want my ladies to know this is really, really cool work that is important to know about. You know, I love doing these kind of interviews with people who are doing things that are not so standard because standard gets you standard and we don't want standard. I mean, the ultimate biohack for women is to rise up. And so when you can start shifting the patterns on an energetic subconscious neuro-emotional level is what I'm sensing from your work, then you can really begin to elevate yourself into a new place. Does that feel true for your work? Exactly. 
Yeah, awesome. I'm curious, you know, one thing that, that arises for me in my practice, and I'm wondering how you would answer this is, you know, like I have a woman who's going through a divorce right now. And I've been treating her for a long time. And she just like started getting, she was just getting better and better and better. And now that she's going through this divorce, she's, she, you know, she still comes in and gets treated and she always feels better when she leaves. And then she came back and she was like, yeah, it's just, it just unwinds every time I go back into the house. What I know is that's not true, but I would love to hear how you explain. Does it make sense what I'm asking? Yeah, I think so. Aaron, do you want to take this one? Um, I think that you oh, is it for me? Sorry. answer that a little bit better because she wants to know about the how through BGI, the moving okay. forward part. Yeah. Yeah. How do people know they're moving forward even when they don't think they are? I guess is the question. Yeah, I think that's a really good question. And and I think that this is something that I'm still learning how to communicate with people about, to be honest with you. Um, I guess I could chime yeah. in on a just a scientific aspect that sometimes I'm really passionate about uh, lifestyle education. And I believe what Andrea was talking about was that when there's stored potential in someone, then you want to facilitate the physiology or the, the neurochemistry in a way that at least gives the body a chance to let the mind process. So what I mean by that, Brandy, is that let's say that someone is going through a divorce and that is a pretty intense stressor. And so what that tells the old part of our brain is to protect and I should be afraid and I need to hold on to what I have and I need to get away from this person because they're uh, potentially threatening like how, like my, my well-being. So the body releases a chemical card called cortisol and this goes down um, into the body through what we call the HPA axis. And that is connected to the body from the brain through the spine. So what chiropractors are doing and when you're unwinding these tension patterns is just simply um, giving your clients a, a 101 education on what we are doing here is taking you out of fight or flight mode, out of that body's response to releasing stress hormone called cortisol and putting you back into rest and digest in recovery mode, also known as parasympathetic, or I just say hitting the chill button. And so as long as they know that, you never step in the same river twice. So we're always evolving forward. And as far as like what I think of this as it translates to the mind is that chiropractic is, is much about the evolution of consciousness. Yeah. So Einstein once said, you can't solve this problem that you're looking at right here with the same consciousness that you were trying to solve it before. You have to have a new level of consciousness, a new awareness. And so what I ask people when they're on the table, just to notice what you notice. Don't leave the table, don't fall asleep, don't judge it. Just notice what you notice and then just have the experience, just be open to the experience. And the more that we, they can take that experience on the table and walk back into their house and say, I'm just gonna experience what I experience. I'm not gonna judge it. 
this is like an adjustment for me. And mm. the more that they can link, they can anchor how they feel after an adjustment and think about it and notice it as they're going into different situations, they can evolve forward. There's no doubt about it. I've seen it day in and day out. I'm sure you have as well. Um, but it, it all has a lot to do with mindset. And we are allowing the body to get into that parasympathetic chill button mode to allow the body to evolve and adapt better. Yeah, that's such a, I, I started to think about Jamie when you were talking about mm -hmm. that. We have a practice member who would have a lot of panic attacks and she would come in talking about them a lot and I would adjust her and I wouldn't necessarily talk to her about the panic attacks, but while she was going through the process of getting adjusted and coming in and continuing her care plan, she would come in and she would say, or she, first of all, she would stop talking about the panic attacks so much. And then down the road when inquired about it, she would say, yeah, they still come on once in a while, but I just, will sit with it and I'll process it and allow my body to feel it. And my body processes it, processes it much more quickly, much more easily. And so that started happening without us even talking to her about it in depth about, you know, any of the tactics regarding the panic attacks. It just was her body starting to hurt her consciousness, starting to be elevated and starting to become more aware of, of her own body. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And totally like the reality is that, you know, if this woman hadn't been getting adjusted, but actually what's happening is, is it looks like she's working out her relationship, which is really cool. It's been very difficult for her, but you know, the, you know, the thing is if she hadn't been getting adjusted, where might that lead her? Right. It's like, Oh my gosh, anything we can do to balance our nervous system, get aligned on every level. Right. And even if we get into another stress experience and the stress response overwhelms our body at least we're reminding our body we're training our body we're training our nervous system to be aligned we're training our mind to be aligned so that we do have a better potential to stay in a place of elevation and purpose yeah that's so true and i look back and i think about i, I got really sick and then i got under chiropractic care and my body healed and then i went to chiropractic school which was really stressful for me but i was really hardly ever sick during that program and I was continuing to get adjusted but it's not like I was doing all good things for my body during that point in time <laughs> and, and so looking back on that experience I can't imagine what I what state I'd be in or even just in moving out here and Ryan and I had a had a really emotionally um exciting but the, some of the biggest life stressors over the last year, getting married and moving out here and starting a practice and doing all these really big things. And we're just so grateful we've been getting adjusted because yeah, we'd probably be yeah. wrecked. Yeah, no kidding. Chiropractic school is so hard. I mean, for those, of, for those of you who don't know, it is so freaking hard. I look back on it and I'm like, how did I even do that? Like, I don't even think I could do it again. Like it was so hard and lucky for us as chiropractors in the school, we get to get adjusted. So I'm sure that helped me graduate. <laughs> I always tell everyone you can do it once, <laughs> but if you had to go back and do it again, that would be another story. Cause you don't yeah. know. What's coming. <laughs> yeah. It's terrible. Randy, I want to, I want to just, before we move on, I want to give a, I had written this down on one of our talking points, just as far as a little tip that I give people 
Oh, yeah. I oftentimes, you know, when, when someone comes to our office, they can guarantee, we can guarantee that, you know, they're going to be listened to and we're going to get their side of the story and any labels that they've been given, any kind of complex issues or things that they are, are making complex in their head or um, any uh, questions they may have or any arguments that they've had with other practitioners, we get all that out. And then after that, I say, you know, you have one job here. When you're here, your job is to get better. So you focus on that. Leave everything else up to me. Leave the complexities up to me. And, you know, that just gives people a breath of fresh air sometimes is that they don't need to worry about, you know, what their label is. Is it type one or type two or this or that? You know what? It doesn't matter because our job is the focus of clearing the neurospinal system to allow their body to heal and adapt better. And if they focus on getting better, most likely that's what they're going to get when they come in and focus on that. So no matter who you go to, make sure you have a great relationship with them. Just say, hey, could I, could I, you know, be in the same room with this person? Could I hang out with this person? And then also, what are they having me focus on? Oh, my only focus is to get better. That's great. Yes. Thank you for saying that. You know, I have, I think probably all of us have somebody in our family that's like this, but my, you know, my mom, my, my parents and my grandparents are my last one just passed a few weeks ago, but they, they're all into, I was raised in the medical world. I wasn't raised in chiropractic at all. So for me to go to chiropractic school was kind of like I was the black sheep, but beyond that, everybody seems to um, if you wear a white coat, you're a god, right? And so often people go to the doctor and get this diagnosis, and then now they're labeled and they they call it my fibromyalgia, my chronic fatigue. And and I love that you're really looking at things from that other perspective because you you have to let go of the label to get well. Yeah, you got to step into a new paradigm. Yeah, yeah. So thank you for that. Um, there's so much to talk about, but I just want to kind of, Andrea, you, um, you touched on how you got into chiropractic school and I'd love to hear a little bit more about that. I know you had, um, you got sick and then you got well, and I'm curious, is it chiropractic that got you well or what happened? What was your story? Yeah. So going to chiropractic school was never in my plan. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I was in corporate America for about eight years total before going to chiropractic school. And I, so I, I had a job, I was in sales and I moved all over the country for my, with my company. And in my last role with the company I was with, I, was in a really stressful position and I stepped into it and was given this business to run that was just significantly behind plan. And I was brand new as an account manager. So just learning that job in general and then and having a business that was definitely not going to make the goal that year. And it was things that were very out of my control. And at that point in time, I was about 29, I was single, and my life was my job. I just moved around and I would just say, oh, well, whenever I meet someone, then I'll stop moving and I'll stay in one place. And, but, but my, my life was just this constant uprooting, starting over and the situation. And so I had a lot of friends and things like that, but they were just scattered all over the place. And so my personal life was was not in a very good place 
when I stepped into this role and I was trying to make friends and meet people. It just, it was just kind of a, everything came to a head and I got into a really dark place. And then, so this was about December. I ended up going on anxiety meds because I just couldn't see any way out of this situation I was in. And I was at like an all-time low, even though I already knew at that point in time that medications had side effects and that it was not what I wanted to do, but I just didn't see a way out. And I also didn't see what other option I had. You know, if I quit my job, which is what my dad was telling me to do, I just thought, well, what am I going to do then? You find another job that's just like this one. And so I ended up I closed that year out and everything, um, you know, with the comp as far as finished that year, that was the total disaster <laughs> of not making my goal and everything. And then I started to feel better and I, I went off of those medic, those meds, but about six months after I had gone on the med, my GI tract shut down completely and I couldn't go to the bathroom for a grand total of eight months. <gasps> Whoa. And so, yeah, so I was some problem. It, yeah. Horrible. I mean, and I've always been regular. Um, but I'm, I'm telling you, it was just complete stop. And so here I am thinking, okay, I don't want to go on another drug. Something's causing this. And I knew something was causing this. And the reason why I had that thought process is not because I always thought that way. It's because I met an acupuncturist about about a year prior to this happening, who is the first person to really teach me about the side effects of medications, even though, you know, I used to watch TV and I would see the commercials and all those things about drugs and all the side effects they'd rattle off. But I just, it was like in one ear out the other. So anyway, so here I am going through this going, no, 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 something's causing this and I'm not going to get on another drug. I'm going to get to the cause. But that acupuncturist I had met, he lived in Miami where I had moved from. I was now living in Charlotte. And so just amazingly, I was on a flight home. I actually was going to be interviewing for a job with my family's business uh, to try to get out of the situation that I was in because I just knew that staying with the company that I was with just wasn't a good long-term thing for me. And so that was one thing that was, that was good. That was already shifting as far as just a personal decision to try to change my career path. Um, but I ran into my high school friend, Holly, while I was flying home to Madison, Wisconsin, Holly was also, was a chiropractor and also lived in Charlotte in the city that I was living at that point in time. And I hadn't seen Holly in years. I ran to her at my gate. And so long story short, Holly and I got together back in Charlotte after this trip back to Wisconsin and she and her now husband, they adjusted me one night or he adjusted me and they just both pointed out some really significant issues I had going on with my spine. And I knew that they lived this really holistic lifestyle, but I still didn't put together chiropractic and my GI issues. Well, fast forward a week later, I'm lying on the couch, miserable. And God just told me to text her. I just, it was like, I need to reach out to Holly. It just was beating on me. So I reached out to her and I said, you know, 
I know that you live this really holistic lifestyle and I don't know anything about chiropractic, but I'm going through these really horrible GI issues. And I am just wondering, I don't know, can you help me? I know, I know that you said that I have some things wrong with my spine and she said, yes, come in. And so I came in and from that moment, I walked into her office. I just looked around. <laughs> I'm telling you, I was like, I, I want to do this. You know, this is cool. But then I'm sitting here going, okay, this is crazy. I'm, I think I was 30 then. I'm, I'm 30 years old. I'd have to move again, go to chiropractic school. No way. Go into all this debt or, you know, take out debt to go to school. Um, it just, I just pushed it away. And then, so then fast forward a couple of days later, you know, I, she sits me down and tells me the, her doctor report for, um, and goes over my results of everything from the exam. And she just explained to me how chiropractic works and how it removes the interferences between the brain and the body. And it just made perfect sense to me. And I'm like, oh my gosh, why, why has no one ever told me this before? This makes so much sense. Why, why, why are these, are there all these people out there sick and suffering and they don't know this? Everyone deserves to hear this message. And that just beat on me from then going forward. Fast forward two months later, my all my symptoms totally reversed so i no longer had it, it took about two months and then my gi tract healed and and this is me coming in going tell me this is going to work i mean i believed it was going to work but i still just needed a little bit of her hope <laughs> just to borrow because yeah. it was miserable i mean anyway it's been through that it's awful and i was not fun to be around but she was amazing and she was just constantly uplifting me and telling me my body was healing and that was just what I needed to hear. And so two months later, all that reversed. In addition to the GI issues, my asthma and my, and my allergies I'd had for 30 years also went away. And for anybody that lives in the South, they know <laughs> how significant it is in the springtime. They're dealing with it there right now. Um, pollen's everywhere. It's crazy. I mean, my symptoms went from walking out of the house and having all my makeup run off my, run, run off my face by the time I got to the office to the next year, springtime, having no symptoms at all. So it was just amazing to me. And no one had ever really given me the opportunity to heal like that before. I would say the acupuncturist was the first person that really gave me that um, thought process that it was possible. But as far as just really going through that and reversing all those things was just amazing. And so, so yeah, so then about, it was actually, so during that time, I just started chipping away objections and I had about six objections to go and get back to chiropractic school. It was quitting my job and what I thought was a security net for me, uh, moving again, going to school and going to school for something science related. I was a marketing and Spanish major. I took geography <laughs> as a science class. <laughs> and it's not that I was bad at it. I just wanted nothing to do with it. And I just stuck to what I thought was easy to me or something like that. And so, yeah, going for science, you know, taking out debt and, and I, here I am 30 years old, single. I wanted to settle down and meet somebody and get married and have kids and travel the world like my friends were doing. And so all these things, one by one, I just started chipping away. And it's like, you know, I remember I had a financial planner and she said, you know, you could just wake up four years from now and be in the same exact situation you are now. So what's four years, right? Mm. That was one big thing. Another, the really, really big one, it was when I 
the very last thing was I didn't want to move again. And my old boss, Gail, she just said to me, Andrea, what's one more move? And I just knew she was right. Cause I had moved from Wisconsin. I had gone to Spain for a year in college. And then I had moved from Wisconsin to Colorado to California to Miami to Charlotte. And wow. I'd been all over the place. What's, what is another move? I've done it before. I, it's fine. And so she, I just knew she was right. And I just surrendered. And the next day I was driving around the panhandle of Florida for work, uh, meeting with prospective customers. And I, on the, on one of the drives that day, I just got out of my, I was, I just started bawling and I stepped out of the car and it was like this, I don't know, mountaintop experience where you just come to your knees and I just surrendered. And it was just the most amazing thing. Um, And I'm so grateful because when I look around and when I, when I talk to so many of the people in my life, it's like, they, they were all really supportive and so many of them would never do what I did. And it makes me so sad because we have one life. We right. have one life to live. And that, that was the hardest thing about the whole entire time, even though I went through a lot of challenges in school and so many things. But that was, that was by far the hardest just because of the decision that I had to make. But it's just a decision. And you have the choice to make it or not make it. And to me, it's like, well, I don't want to be doing some job that I'm not really fulfilled with for the rest of my life or for 30 years. And then, you know, it's just not worth it. And so I never really felt like I couldn't do it. It was just all about how much I wanted it and, and making that decision. But yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you. That, that's really amazing, you know, and, and, you know, also I think I, I just want to point out how divine that path is because you didn't make that up. You couldn't have even planned that whole thing. Right. No way. And, and it was just amazing too, from that perspective. I mean, I just felt God was coming at me in all aspects of my life at that point in my life. I mean, it's just unreal how much he was there through that whole thing. And I had really, I really didn't have um, a relationship with God at that point in my life. And it's just really looking back on it, you can just see how well orchestrated everything was. And it's just becoming more and more so now as we look back on certain things. I mean, a lot of the skill sets that, that I had learned during those years are really beneficial now. And yeah, it's amazing. And I'm so grateful too, because I met a lot of people in chiropractic school that uh, really didn't have a connection with chiropractic and how amazing this healing profession is. And I just thought, wow, it would be really hard to go through this program and not have a big pull like I did, because I felt so strongly that everyone deserved to have this. And I knew the powers of getting adjusted and just letting that life force in the body flow freely because I, I experienced it myself and I met so many people who, who also did with totally other, totally different symptoms than I had that just had amazing restoration healing stories. Yeah. Awesome. 
Yeah, that's so beautiful. Yeah, it's really interesting how we're, it, it isn't talked about, you know, in, in our society. Now it's becoming more talked about, obviously, because we're doing podcasts like this. And by the way, ladies, I meant to tell you that they're, um, uh, fellow podcasters, Ryan specifically is now has a podcast out, uh, and it is called, I'm going to look for the name of it. So I don't mess it up. Um, you want to tell us what it's called? So I don't mess it up. <laughs> Life Alive podcast. Life Alive podcast. Well, of course it is. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So, you know, the more that we're out there putting this information out, more people are going to hear it and all our women are going to share it with their friends who need to hear it. And then more people are going to hear it. And so it's just amazing how until now it's been shut down that we haven't been taught that we have this in internal wisdom inside of our own body that the body heals itself. I remember the very first day when I went to chiropractic school and the same for, for me, I didn't go because I was like, I got to be a chiropractor. That wasn't even my story at all. But regardless, I sat in that for the very first day and he's like, the body heals itself. The power that created the body heals the body. I'm like, what? Oh my gosh, I never heard this before. This is crazy. Everybody should know this. I thought the same exact thing. And ever since I've just been on fire for it because it's what's true. Yep. Yeah, it's what's true. So uh, yeah, thank you for your service. <laughs> and I love your, uh, your I, what you say around the greater the healed trauma, the greater the gift you have to share with the world. Um, I love that. You want to expand on that a little bit? Yeah. Um, it, sorry, we're looking at each other right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, actually, my friend Sarah, she's a chiropractor in New York City. She is the first person to share that with me. And that's just been my motto. I mean, whenever I hear anybody say, like, for example, there's this girl that I went to chiropractic school with who got breast cancer during school, and she okay. took a quarter off to, to, work on that and she did the Facebook post about what was going on and the immediate thought that coursed through my body was whoa she's gonna have a powerful story to tell one day and she was going through um, more holistic therapies for her cancer she wasn't doing the traditional route and I was just so excited because I felt like this is what people need to know. And when she overcomes this, because she will, she's going to have such a powerful message for people and is going to lead so many people to healing. And so for me, um, I, all the things that we overcome, this is just going back to that potential energy theory. It's, it's that, that those subluxations stored in the body, once we're ready to process them and integrate them in the body, we become a more complex person and, and we have um, just this more powerful story to share. And so for me, my story I, fi I find is really powerful. And there's other people out there that go through way harder things than I did. And I'm, I'm always excited because once they overcome that, they're going to be able to move mountains with their story. And mm. so I'm, if people can just stop and give gratitude, which is so easier said than tongue, but I am married to someone who has been nicknamed gratitude guy. <laughs> so I have a oh, good awesome. gratitude He finds gratitude in everything. Um, but if we can just stop and find the gratitude and whatever it is that we're going through right in the present moment, like, you know, right now is the time of this 
quote unquote pandemic for the coronavirus, um, there's going to be some amazing shifts that come out of this. And we're already experiencing things. If we can just stop and see like what kind of truths are going to be revealed out of all this, it's really powerful. And so in anything that we go through, uh, finding the gratitude is, is really powerful because there's, there's always for every, it's the law of polarity, right? For every negative, there's always a positive that's, that's of equal magnitude. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it is, that's so true. And the gratitude piece is so important and, and it can be challenging. Like I, I do my best to find gratitude in every day, but you know, like I was talking to my friend the other day who owns a business up here and I'm like, how's it going? And she's like, well, <laughs> not real great. I don't know if I'm going to be able to stay open. Right. And so there's, it, when you're in those challenging spots, like your whole life is getting turned upside down and you don't know if you're going to be able to take care of yourself or keep your business open. It's really difficult to find gratitude. And, you know, it's, it's also like your story, like my story, like every single person's story, I believe it's, it's regardless of how challenging it is, it takes you to where you want to be. Like, it's not our option to go through what we go through. Like you wouldn't have chosen to not poo for eight months. Right. <laughs> I mean, that just wouldn't have happened. Right. But you were divinely guided on this journey so that you can show up to express this ultimate truth that you're here to express and live this purposeful life that's going to change lives all over the world. And I just, you know, I just want to say that because I think it's important no matter what kind of stress we're going to, what kind of challenge it's, can we turn that challenge into a win? Yeah. You articulated that so well. I mean, basically it turns into your purpose and I didn't have a purpose before that. And so I mean, the wit of life without a purpose is kind of sad. And so, yeah, you, you really, you really explain that so well. Mm. Well, thank you for saying that. You know, I just thinking about some of the people listening right now and the, the comment, the, the internal comments that may be going on. Well, I don't feel like I have a purpose. I'm just a mom. Well, maybe that's your purpose, right? <laughs> or maybe I don't have a purpose is just your cover up of you not taking action to move through the fire that's in front of you that you're being asked to move through because moving through that fire is going to lead to something so much greater than you're experiencing in your life right now. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing that. And Ryan, I would love to hear a little bit more uh, from you and, um, or a whole bunch more from you, <laughs> whatever you feel good about sharing. But this whole Webster technique, I, I haven't been trained officially in Webster. I've just learned from another chiropractor. And what I've seen happen with just the little bit of knowledge I have has been tremendous for pregnancy and for babies. Can you speak to that a little bit? Sure. I just want to back up for just a second and, and, tell you that the the reason why I'm actually doing Life Live podcast almost was birthed out of Andrea's story and realizing that there are millions of stories out there just like hers. Mm -hmm. And the mission to the podcast is to heal, grow, and find your flow into a more meaningful life. And mm -hmm. You know, our, Tony Robbins calls this the art of fulfillment. It's like after you, after you figure out how to meet your needs, you know, having variety, having some certainty and confidence, having some love and connection, um, having some variety, 
and such, just the basic needs, home, shelter. Once you feel safe, the, the last two things, the art of fulfillment is um, having a spiritual connection and, and finding out a way to contribute, to pay it forward, to treat your neighbor such as the way that you've learned how to love yourself. And so the whole impetus for this podcast was to spread these healing stories. So it's mainly interviews of stories just like Andrea's. I'll tell you just an example of how powerful this can be in something that can have a shift in someone's consciousness and in their heart in just a millisecond. I did an interview with a gentleman this last week who was who uh, contracted Coxsackie virus and attacked his heart. Mm. And he found himself after moving to a new place unknown and he was in a very toxic relationship at the time in a dead quiet room in the intensive care unit. And as he started to go more within and notice what was going on in his spirit, and he had a decision, the doctor said that this does not look good, you have a 1% chance of live to live, and he held on to that 1% chance. And I know that he, in this interview, he says, like, I was on the edge, you know, I was peering over. I have an old client right now that is facing that same situation. And, you know, having a healthy relationship with death and realizing that, you know, it's not a morbid thing to think about. It's actually a kind thing to do for yourself to realize that, yeah, I have one life and I have, you know, like the philosopher Rocky Balboa says, time is undefeated. You know, time is always going to win at the end. That was a joke, by the way. <laughs> Although being a philosopher, but he, that's what, that's one thing that he says is that time, time is undefeated and that we only have a set amount of time here on earth. And as he started to open up, and his name is Jim, he started to, he was hooked up to all these machines as he started to open up and talk to the nurse about what he was doing there and what he was called forth to do. Um, in his life, the monitor and the beeps and everything started to change and his heart uh, started to strengthen as he let go of all these things that were stored up in him. And the next day, the doctor comes in and says, I don't know how you did it. And quite honestly, I was going to do a new procedure and I'm a little bummed, but your heart is completely healed. Just like that. Wow. And I just want to give people hope that you know, if you do need to hold on to hope, like Dr. Andrea, like listen to podcasts like these. I interviewed another lady that, that she didn't have any money to get a coach or hire a doctor at the point where she just found herself at the bottom sobbing on her basement floor, figuring out how her life had come to what it had. And she started to, she got codependency for dummies and she started to listen to podcasts that were free. And so that's one of my drives for the podcast is to give people hope to hold on to when they, when they don't have any. And then to also teach them that the power of like people's stories, like Andrea's is revealed to this individual. And that's the power of story. You know, when we all were sitting around campfire and there was no social media and everybody was just sharing amongst each other in their tribe and in their community, that's how the power of these stories were communicated through story and we need to keep that alive. So I just wanted to add that before I went into to Webster because that's the whole reason why I do my podcast is to heal, to share these healing stories. 
Oh man, I just love that. And you're right. There are so many, so many. And the work that you're doing is counterbalancing the media and the the insane craze that is on the news and on the TV and on the radio and in social media. It's like, man, somehow we got into this situation and I don't, it doesn't really matter, but we just got into a situation where the media controls our lives and the pharmaceutical companies control the media and we're put in situations and literally programmed to not believe we have power. And what you're doing is you're counterbalancing that. You're like giving people something else to, to pay attention to and to focus on. And it's beautiful. Absolutely. I always say, check the news, but don't watch it. <laughs> right. You can, you can be abreast of what's going on. Uh, but don't don't sit there and watch it. Don't become a zombie. I know. That's I a great segue, though, Brandy, into Webster, is that one of the first things I tell women, and then I'll explain what, what Webster technique is, is that when you're addressing a pregnant mother, and me being a male, it's a lot, that dynamic is a lot different. But the number one first thing I always say to them, as I say, there's a maternal instinct inside of you. You know, they, I call it like the mommy gut. I said, I want you to know that that actually supersedes everything. So I encourage you to, whatever you need to do to draw that out, or when that speaks to you, it may be very abrupt, listen to that mommy gut, because I can educate you, and I can empower you, and I can give you great information, but at the end of the day, it's, it's like, it's your labor it's your child growing inside of you. You're making a life. And so what you fill your mind with and what you listen to in your gut, that's going to be the truth. And, and that truth is your baby's truth. And so that's the number one thing I always start out with when I'm about to describe what I'm, what I'm going to describe was just Webster technique. And that technique is to address the pregnant mother in taking into account how uh, hormonal shifts during pregnancy, how uh, the hormone relaxin is released and joints actually become a little bit more fluid in places. The whole center of gravity shifts forward over two inches. And so the, you're, you're not, the pregnant patient is not the same person ever. I mean, no one really is, but especially then when they have another life growing inside of them, they change visit by visit so much. So that's why I ask them to top, tap into their maternal instinct. But I also explain to them that the best outcome of a labor is to have a vaginal, no, um, no help from anyone, labor, and then have that baby be vertex, which means you know head down in the correct position so the baby can corkscrew out naturally, just like when they're, when they're pushing, they corkscrew out naturally and make the right movements because it's actually all designed by in our program uh, for eons women have been delivering babies no problem so i just don't buy that for whatever reason there's something wrong with women now where they need the help of a doctor they can be there for assistance and support and if by God, there's an emergency. That's why we have our medical system. They're great at emergencies. But this technique specifically addresses the keystone bone, which is if you reach back with your hand and touch your tailbone, that is the keystone bone 
that we primarily focus on to make sure that that is centered. So their foundation is centered uh, and their spine is centered on that foundation when they are going through the changes they are during pregnancy. So the technique is just addressing specifically that area, the pelvis, and making sure that that's all in line. So everything in the neurochemistry is online and said baby can be, there can be as much room as possible in that pelvic bowl for baby to get into correct position. That's awesome and so important. And I know like some of my pregnant women I've had have had tailbone pain, but most of them don't. And, and you could still have a subluxation or misalignment in the pelvic and tailbone area and you don't even know it. Mm-hmm. Is that true for you? It's true for me. And I always try to align. So I always say chiropractic is the ultimate assist. It's not a, uh, an, you know, go to your OB or the chiropractor. It's an, it's always an and they need to build a team of people that one, they feel comfortable with going around, going back to the relationship. And then two, can, can they feel like they can step in there and just focus on getting better day by day? And I always get the report, I like to have my appointments after they go to OB so I can understand what they're going through and really listen. And I have found that that's very powerful to have them come and report back because oftentimes what I find is that they heard from the OB, but they weren't really able or they didn't have time to ask any questions. And so if, in my education in Webster Technique, they do teach us a lot about labor uh, or the, the um, pregnancy process and then up, leading up to labor. So we can follow with them and track with them and answer any questions about changes in their body that they may be having. It may be something completely normal and they just know it, don't know it because they didn't know to ask that question. So that's why I'm really passionate about the lifestyle education part. I like to give them biohacks and I like to give them different exercises to do so they can adjust themselves when they're outside of the office in a way. Yeah, that's that's so important. It's so important. And I'm sure I would love to hear maybe uh, a story or two about the women. Like for me, I had um, been had the opportunity to work with many women women through their pregnancy from the moment they conceived to the after their birth and even adjust their babies afterwards. And I've just found like women who are getting adjusted through their pregnancy have way better deliveries, have quicker uh, deliveries and their babies seem to be healthier. Does that, is that true for you? Do you have any stories for us? Yeah. I had a one client comes to mind, Kelly, she had SPD, which is symphysis pubis pain. And it's like really, really, deep in your pubic bone and, and down by the symphysis pubis, which is where um, your, your pelvis actually like connects down near your pelvic floor, the, the bones, and there's actually a tissue there. It's almost like a disc, like what would be a disc in between your bones and your spine. Mm-hmm. She had horrible pain her first pregnancy. And then she was, started to see me before her, she got pregnant even in her second pregnancy. And she's just night and day difference. She was like, do you think I'm going to have that? And she was very, very worried about it and and getting pregnant again because it caused her so much discomfort. And, you know, about, 
I don't know, 22 weeks into this thing, she just comes in and says like, I can't believe this. I have not had one bout of that. And I just feel good. I just, I couldn't, I, I always equated being pregnant with, you know, being sick and feeling lethargic. And she said, I don't feel any of that. You know, I have my days, but it doesn't turn into weeks. And so just uh, women know that if they're going into their second pregnancy or they're wanting to get pregnant again, they didn't have quite a great experience the first time. That often is a, a reason to choose something different. You know, nothing changes if nothing changes. So if you try something new and try something different to facilitate the health of your pelvis, and then also whatever nutrients they're able to better intake as women, all that, remember, is going to their baby as well. True. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Oh, it's such beautiful work. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And I get it. You know, we're, we're actually both Webster certified. And so a lot of women prefer to work with another woman. And we all have that option at the practice. That's kind of the, the upside of having a husband and wife team. <laughs> yeah, obvious, obviously. It's really great to have that team. Uh, it's one of the things I do miss in my practice. Uh, and, you know, just ladies, for those of you who are listening, if you're wondering, uh, they're in Boulder or no, you're in Louisville, just outside of Boulder. So, you know, if you're in the area or plan on coming, you might want to just stop by and, and check them out. Uh, you know, before we wrap it up, do you have any maybe tips for our tribe or anything tangible you can give them so they have something one to work funny, with? Just one funny thing about pregnancy is that I've had women also, I'm sure you have too, to say, I mean, this is worth the price of admission just to lay on, be able to lay on my stomach. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, it's comfortable for them. So we have a pregnancy pillow. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. Um, other biohacks, though, one thing I do recommend, like I said, what, bottom line when it comes down to um, a creating an environment in the body called parasympathetic, uh, to get into shifting that state of growth and recovery, because we can't be in fight or flight, fight, 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 and then growth and recovery at the same time. To shift your physiology, it actually starts with very simple things like breathing. Brandy, one thing, one app I love because it's free and it describes exactly what it's doing to sh make that shift in your nervous system it is called br the breathing app, just the breathing app. And they can look it up on, and it actually explains uh, what you're going to do. And then it has a visual and a, uh, an audio uh, version of how to shift your breathing so you can get into that parasympathetic. Um, if you're looking for something a little bit more towards your intuition and tapping into that, like I had mentioned, that maternal instinct, there's a, a new app I've been playing around with called Sync Tuition. And I think you can get like a seven day free trial. It's like, I think oh, about a hundred bucks for the year after that, but it's very well done. And um, they actually record your voice and then put your voice tones through the voice that's talking to you on the meditation. So it's very, very cool. Um, let me see. Oh, so I guess while we're on it, uh, you know, this COVID thing has been really, really impactful, maybe more so in our minds and, and provoking fear than the actual cases. But um, we've been digging into a lot of research on what's been working. And we came across 
uh, a couple of things that I want to share with your audience about if they start to feel symptomatic. Uh, and we got a lot of this uh, research off of just reading research and then also uh, some medical doctors that are actually outside of hospitals. They have their own practice and they're seeing these COVID patients come in. So the number one thing that we recommend, uh, one of the number one things that we recommend for a COVID protocol, uh, and then these are some oftentimes, you know, just a daily thing, but vitamin D3, which is the same hormone as we get from the sun, and then synergizing that with K2, which is a blood vessel protectant. And if you're feeling symptomatic, you should be taking 25,000 um, IU per day of that. Uh, vitamin A actually protects as a shield for your cell membranes, so against viruses. So that's also very, very good to take as right now, and I would just double it up, whatever you're, you're taking. And then vitamin C, 1,000 to 5,000 milligrams uh, every hour until bowel tolerance. And what that means is that you're going to start to have diarrhea, and that's when you, you back it off. But you continue to take up to the amount just before bowel tolerance. And then for breathing, uh, what we have heard is that a hydrogen peroxide diluted um, through a nebulizer can actually help the lungs clear um, whatever they need to clear and then reducing your sugar intake, obviously, because um, infection, any infection in the body can feed off the uh, overabundance of sugar. And then act like a wounded animal. When animals are wounded, they rest, they're very still, they don't waste calories, and they sleep a lot until that wound heals and then they get up and moving again. So those, that protocol is specifically for people that are feeling symptomatic, but D3, K2, A, and C are just great to take on a regular basis anyways. So I just want to throw that out there, not to throw fear out there, but by chance you get that, you know, a lot of people are saying it's actually better in the beginning to stay away from the hospital because you don't know what you're going to come into contact with there. So if you're feeling an inkling or something in your throat uh, or a cough coming on, just get right on these things and it can uh, turn you around within 24 hours as some of these doctors are saying they've brought patients back from, they thought they were on death's door. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, the other thing, I mean, just to piggyback off of that, I'd recommend just, just so you know what your personal body needs is I'd recommend doing a micronutrient test, which is a, a lab test because, you know, some people might need more vitamin A mm -hmm. and some people might not need any at all. And if you take too much, it could be a problem. Yep. So, you know, getting, getting those kinds of, um, superior lab tests are, are probably really highly advisable at this time, especially. Absolutely, with the vitamin A. That things that I've read about vitamin C is that really that's the first go-to, and just the bowel tolerance thing is that that's pretty much the worst thing that's going to happen. That these doctors have been doing this, they said, for 24 years, and that's the only thing they see is that they just work the person up to bowel tolerance, and that really um, helps turn them around. And so, you know, if that's the worst you're going to get, um, yeah, not, you know, be be over taken by this virus, then uh, that's, you know, it's worth yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> no kidding, <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, awesome, thank you so much. Is there anything else you would like to say before we close? I know you've got a complimentary computerized stress analysis for our listeners, but is, do you wanna to speak to that? Sure, so we do two spinal scans that are computerized stress analysis, and then we also do a heart rate variability scan too. 
measure um, a real-time in-the-moment stress response. And then we pair that with our exam and our neurospinal assessment. But it's just a way to measure. You know, we don't like to guess with your health. We like to measure and see where you are um, coming in. And then we know what to work with, with what we've got. And it's, I think it's healthier to just know where you are and accept where you are and then say, okay, that's where, where I want to start. So be happy to offer that scan to any of your listeners if you're curious. They yeah, that's really cool. How does it work? I haven't, I don't, I, mean, okay. I used to have one of those, um, the heat sensor ones. I can't remember the name of it now, but. That's called thermography. And, yeah, there you uh, go. Dream, I talked about the HPA axis earlier. Uh, it stands for hypothalamus, which that is going to be your thermostat in your brain. And so along either, either side of your spine should be relatively within a normal degrees. It, it measures about four millimeters below the skin surface, whether those blood vessels are opening and closing at good rates and whether there are temperature differences outside the normal. The same uh, thing, the same part of our brain, the hypothalamus are not only a thermostat, but also tells us about pain perception. So that's very, very important, especially for kids. You can actually detect problems before their problems, before they even start to complain about it as pain. The second scan we do is called surface, just on the surface, which is a sensor that um, goes on the skin, on the muscle, electromyography. And it reads the muscle output in microvolts and you can actually see it. So for all the mathematician uh, focused people out there, all the engineers, it's really, really fascinating because it tells us whether you're in like a normal bell-shaped curve range or whether you're one, two, or three standard deviations outside of normal muscular contraction, which could just mean that you're not really adapting well to gravity and that you're kind of like, I describe it as, you got the heat on, but you got the back door open. So you're just like losing mm -hmm. energy out the, the back door. And we hope to change that and shift that, um, shift that in the spine so that energy can be used elsewhere for digestion and assimilation and growth and adaptation and dealing with uh, homeschooling your kids and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, so important. <laughs> and the third yeah. test is heart rate variability. And that just gives us, it kind of tells us if you're on the vagal pedal, uh, which is like more uh, a lack of vagal tone. And that's a whole nother, whole nother podcast is, uh, vagus vagus nerve and how many benefits there is to keep the tone of your vagus nerve but it tells us whether you're on the gas pedal or brake pedal more meaning that whether you're in the fight or flight mode more or where you're in the rest and the recovery mode and then whether some of those uh, reserves may be drained and then secondarily it's kind of nice because it is a cardiovascular measure and what they found over research is that the more variable your heartbeats are in, or it, your heart rate is in between heartbeats, that is a good thing. That variability is a good thing. Um, so that's, that's the third test. And then they all averages them out to a, a, what's called core score. And it's mm. a good snapshot of the communication core of your body and how that's happening from the inside out. Beautiful. Beautiful. So ladies, you have a complimentary computerized stress analysis coming your way if you'd like to hop into their office. Uh, and then also don't forget to download and listen to the Life Alive podcast and be inspired, especially if you need one of those lift me up days, that's the perfect place to go. Um, yeah. So before we close, I like to ask um, a question. And the question is, what is your number one biohack? 
the key to controlling your mind is meditation. Mm. That's where self-mastery starts, is learning to breathe and learning to be still. I like the Deepak Chopra quote, in stillness, I find my true self. And I have found that to be true again and again, if you can just get in the groove of it. Yeah. Hence the breathing apps, ladies. <laughs> Great way. I was the candle gazing. I just gazed at the candle lightly for four to five minutes. And it just was something for my mind to follow and fall away from everything else. So that's how I started. That's a great way. Andrea, how about you? For me, it would be getting adjusted. Um, <laughs> yeah. Thankfully for me, I, I am married to a chiropractor, so <laughs> I can get adjusted almost as much as I want. But, um, but yeah, I mean, just the state that it puts me in and it's, it's just, uh, it's such a gift and I'm just so grateful that chiropractic has entered my life. And so for anybody, I can't imagine, I'm sure that you would say the same, uh, what my, like not getting adjusted now, <laughs> you know, yes. I remember my life before chiropractic was part of it, but going forward, there's just no way. Um, it's a must. I agree. I agree. I actually had a girlfriend come over the other day. She's a chiropractor and we're really good friends. And we're like, we, I have to have an adjustment. She's like, me too. Let's do this. So we, we did it. We got together and we gave each other adjustments and it's been months, literally months since I've been adjusted. And I, I was just like, oh, oh, yes, I forgot. I forgot how good it is and how much it means to my own well-being, my mental mindset, my physical well-being, my ability to, to, to be on purpose and not get tied up in my emotional craze and whatever else is going on, you know? And I think for people who haven't ever been adjusted before, they just don't know what they're missing, like seriously. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So open your minds, ladies. If you are new to chiropractic, open your minds, open your minds and try something new. If you want to elevate and optimize your life, that is uh, essential in my book. Awesome. Awesome. So thank you so much to you too. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your light and the brilliance that you bring to this world. Uh, you know, I want to remind our ladies that you are the culmination of the five people you hang around most and you just hung out with some really cool folks. So <laughs> take this coolness, take your light, take your brilliance and go shine it out to the world, mamas. Mwah. See you thank next you time. Absolutely. It's been great. Thank you for listening to the ultimate biohack for women. If you'd like to dive deeper with our tribe, join us on Facebook or Instagram. And if you'd like to help grow our tribe, share this episode with your friends. Let's bring this light to our community so that other women can know their true power and we can create a tribe together worth being in. This podcast is for information purposes only. Dr. Brandy Victory is not a medical doctor. And the views and statements expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Dr. Brandy Victory and the producers, disclaim responsibility from any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. This podcast may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products or services. 
Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.